This is Pursuing Wholeness. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the old music that we had, I used to always cut the food with that. But this one, I've been kind of chilled by the side to mm-hmm. get up and dance and just have fun with this one. Yeah, didn't you? <laughs> it's Sean, of course. He wouldn't dance with me, y'all. You know, I'm trying to make sure I get right, you know, as, as the music comes in. I mean, with our cue so that I come in at the right time with the podcast. So. Y'all see how we do? It's like... Veronica's always like up for fun and just trying to be spontaneous and Sean's like we gotta wait for the cue (laughs) yeah yeah just just I guess a a enduring illustration of our what you know our personalities and what we bring to the table the different stuff we bring to the table yeah because I mean I, I admit if it was just you know me my personality carrying the day then I don't know what would get done I mean we'd get stuff done because I'm internally motivated in many ways but then there's a lot of times where i might not care about the deadlines i might not care about Mm. the structures or the routines as much Mm. so you know i guess that those things are important i suppose if it was just me then it would just be just boring (laughs) just all about completing tasks and then we're done (laughs) so now we just sit we just sit and just kind of like Look at the wall or something like that. Just go to bed and then get up the next day and just complete tasks. But you'd be, I can see you at the end of the day. Kind of check the last thing off in your planner. Close it. Put it very neatly where it is. And just kind of (laughs) head to bed. Just feeling that sense of satisfaction that you've covered all the bases for the day. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. It it probably is is seen as it's very, very, uh, what's the word? Um, Just dry and and boring and all that kind of stuff but yeah yeah so i guess it's good to have both yeah yeah kind of mix it up um yeah before we before we go any further um thank y'all for listening um we also ask you you know wherever you are whatever you're doing as long as you're not driving if you can share the podcast with somebody um you know and um we we greatly appreciate it we're glad that you like to listen to it we're glad but you know, it'd even be it'd be even more great if you could share it with other people because um somebody else might want to hear um what's going on as well. So thank you for the share and thank you for your review your review if you're listening on iTunes as well. Thank you for that. Yeah, and, uh, along those same lines, let us know that you're listening. Like, there's a few people that we know are faithful listeners, and we right. we get a few every now and then and say they listen to the podcast. But we would love to know. If you are listening to this podcast, so just, you know, wherever you found it, if there's a place to comment, please comment. If you can't, um, you know, if you don't get a chance to comment on the, um, I guess, whatever, you know, leave a review or anything like that, you can find us on social media. We have a, 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 what's that, Instagram Instagram. page that has two posts. It's Mm -hmm. had two Mm -hmm. posts for a little while. Yeah, oh well. But it's at Pursuing Wholeness Podcast. Mm -hmm. That's at pursuing wholeness wholeness is w-h-o-l-e-n-e-s-s just in case pursuing wholeness podcast so check us out follow us 
And when we post the next post, which um, mm-hmm. I'm going to get around to it, mm-hmm. y'all make mm-hmm. sure you like it and comment and all mm-hmm. that stuff. If you go to if you go to um, Instagram, um, at Sean B2B Fitness, you'll probably find the post for uh, Pursuit and Holdings, um, you know, more often. But it's, it's okay. But we're, we're, we're in working on transitioning to Pursuit and Holdings podcast for, you know, for those posts. You know, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. In fact, I am. I spent some time today kind of looking at my little schedule and blocking off time for different things. And I'm realizing that my approach, which is a little bit more um, freelance and um, freelance is not the word that I want to use, but I kind of just go with the flow. That's not always the best way. Um, I don't always get things done. And so that's been one of my things these past few days is to really work on creating a schedule and a routine that I follow, that I check back on, that I, you know, kind of block out time for different things. And so I need to put a time on there for posting things related to pursuing Holden's podcast. And so mm-hmm. I will do that. Mm-hmm. I will. I actually am working on that, that little schedule now. So I'll go ahead and put pursuing Holden's podcast on there and um, we'll get it going. And actually, I actually just, um, this is unrelated, but um, I just created an Instagram account for oh, yeah. Family Land Lawyer. That's me. <laughs> At Family Land Lawyer. Check it out if you own heirs property or family land, however you want to call it. If you know someone who owns family land or even if you someone who own, who owns land is all in your name, but you plan on leaving it to your children, grandchildren, holler at me because that's what I'm focusing on to help people to come up with solutions. It's going to help them to make the most out of their family land. So check us out at Pursuing Wholeness Podcast and then also check me out at Family Land Lawyer. I keep wanting to say dot com, but it's no right. dot com. Right. Yeah, you know, you said you mentioned writing this stuff in your planner, totally random. Um, but it just kind of made me think about how one of the most exciting things for me at the beginning or toward the end of every year is getting a fresh new planner. Fresh. I don't know why I like writing down, you know, to do list that don't <laughs> always get marked through um, so often because I use my planner like pretty much every day except for like I don't use it as consistently on the weekends because I try to leave it alone but I love getting a fresh clean planner um, I'll be writing all neat in it you know and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, especially whenever I write you know I'll be wanting to wrinkle the pages and all that kind of stuff but um, it just kind of like makes you feel just very enthusiastic like I'm about to get my life together yeah and, I, um, I feel you on that I feel you on that and then the funny thing is I had to um you know, with my planner, I couldn't just get a regular planner. I had mm-hmm. to up the ante. Mm-hmm. So I have a passion planner, which, um, you know, if y'all are like me and you like to not only plan, but kind of like vision as well, the passion planner is really good in that. And it just, it's it's designed to keep you on track and it's fun to work through. So um, for those who are not as excited about just a regular planner as Sean is, then you might want to look at the passion planner. That's what I use. It's a little more expensive, but I think it's worth it. I don't mind investing that. Yeah, that thing is thick. I've never really, I've never looked at your planner before, but that thing is really, really thick. And um, that kind of stuff is intimidating to me. <laughs> kind of like I guess essentially it looks like you have assignments and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like a little bit too much for me to think about. I just need to, you know, write down. 
I like to have a spot where it has like a calendar, a big calendar. And then also just kind of have like several lines of space for every day, you know, to um, be able to write down the things they have to do. And, um, you know, and I don't know. I don't know why it feels so good, but it does. <laughs> it feels really good to me every day. So anyway. anyway. Yeah. Well, we can go ahead and get into the meat of this episode. Um uh, the way I figure I can just start is ha- ask you a question. Okay. Sean has not been able to prepare this question, so, you know, go with the flow. Right. So my question is for you, what is something that is going on in your life or that you are working on or would like to work on that would require you to really push yourself to get it done? Like, what's something that you're going to commit to, like, pushing yourself to accomplish well I, I'll say um, of course I got a lot of things going on but I, I, I you know I have narrowed down a lot the most immediate thing that I'm literally having to push myself to accomplish has to do with this um, jump rope boot camp uh, online um, eight week jump rope boot camp class I'm running Cause literally what I'm having to do is I'm having to, to prepare in advance and I'm having to record and create workout, uh, um, videos, you know, that have complete, they have the stretching, they have the workout, they have to cool down. And I'm having to do that. Like every week I'm trying to get ahead, but like literally I'm having to record these things. I'm having to go back somehow even in the midst of everything going on and and do that. But not only just doing that, but I'm also having to try to do it. I'm really, you know, I really want people to get results. So I'm really having to try to think about what I'm doing to be thorough. And that's a challenge for me because I've committed. I have to do this. People have paid to, um, to be trained by me virtually. So they're expecting these, these, um, workouts, on Mondays and Fridays and um, I have to fit it in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on. I have to, otherwise I've, um, I've dropped the ball and I feel I failed the people who have trusted me to kind of have that stuff for them. Even now I just thought about something I need to do that I need to write in my planner related to that, but it's challenging me in a good way because um, I know it's going to help me in the long run to have this in place to have recorded all of these things because I won't have to record them anymore. Um, and it can be something that would be, you know, kind of more of a, um, like a, like a, I guess a product of mine to kind of give to people in the future that's already packaged up. Um, but having to kind of like push it out like this and just constantly be on it is making me do it. It's making me, it's not, it can't be conceptual. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the most immediate thing. Oh my, what about you? Well, before we do that, I did want to ask. So, yes, you do have to be consistent and do the things that you committed to do. But even with that, in what ways can you push yourself? Like challenge yourself to even go beyond what you would be inclined to do within these. And we we actually kind of had this conversation earlier. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe I'm getting into dangerous territory because it ended with Sean kind of being like, all right, Veronica, done with this conversation. So hopefully I'm not yeah. <laughs> bringing us back. So you, you're talking about 
So are you asking me what can I do to go beyond what I'm already doing? Yeah, I guess like to even like really like squeeze out the good juice of Sean. Not just to like do what you said you're going to do, but to really like kind of like make yourself uncomfortable. I, I, you know, I was a little bit before we did this, um, we started recording. I was reading this article where they're talking about how when you're working on something, it might help you to actually like make it harder for you, like to create an extra challenge within it to really bring out the good in you. Like they were saying, you know, that risk taken, um, that gosh, I wish I had it pulled up, but like that part of you, this, you know, now you've taken some major risks and you've really pushed yourself to a place where like you have to produce this different thing than what you would have produced otherwise. I mean, it's kind of, to be honest, it's kind of hard for me to answer that because I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I guess unless I just think about some sort of way that I could just put myself in the, into the kind of situation that you're talking about, you know, um, I don't know. You you understand what I'm saying? I guess because it's kind of like you saying, how can I push myself beyond what I'm what I'm doing? So you're saying, I guess it's assuming that I'm not pushing myself, perhaps. No, I mean, I'm not assuming <laughs> you're not pushing yourself. I guess that, um, for example, like they said in this article, um, if you are naturally good at visual creativity, and I'm assuming that means like drawing or something like that, then push yourself by p- trying out some writing creativity. Like, you know, instead of just focusing on on uh, what's visual, actually focusing on your writing to kind of like put yourself in a kind of a uncomfortable situation where you're doing something that's kind of out of your flow. It's kind of like what you typically would flow in doing, but it's like a different angle to it to where it kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard. Like I said, it's kind of hard for me to think about that. Like maybe... I don't know. Like, do you have any suggestions? I guess because the thing is, I kind of feel like, you know, even though I kind of un- I understand what you're saying. It's like I feel like I already am outside of my comfort zone to a degree because of the the constraint with time and and even the fact that not only do I have to record these, but then I actually have to go through and I have to edit the video, then I have to go back and I literally have to narrate the stuff and you know um i mean i suppose one thing i could do is like after i record stuff actually look at it and see if the the angle was perfect that i was doing stuff in if it's not because sometimes even if the angle is not quite right i just be like no we good man (laughs) you know because you know if you record something for like 20 minutes and then you kind of see whatever it's like, no, nah, that's gonna have to work. They, they'll, <laughs> they're, they're, you know. But I know that's not the right attitude necessarily to have, mm. you know. But when you be having kids, man, you have kids. I don't know. It's tough. But I don't know if that's even. <laughs> I almost kind of feel like you're kind of talking about stuff a little bit beyond that. Um, I guess it's that's kind of something because I know that you're usually like it's good enough. It's good enough, and I'd be looking like Sean. Come on now, 
But you like it, it? It'll do. It'll do. And so I think. I mean, I think that could be something because it's like you're you're forcing yourself to actually like put out something that is not just good enough, but is actually like great quality or excellent quality. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know is not nothing that you can't do. It's just something that a lot of times you just like whatever. Yeah, you know, y'all. The thing is, and I, I mean, I do. I, I say this. I do agree that one of the things I've become more acutely aware of since Veronica, Veronica and I've been married is the fact that I'm very, mu- I'm very much of a doer. But you know, even if it's not necessarily like perfect, I'll kind of, you know, I'll go with it so we can, so we can complete and then kind of like move forward. Or whatever, but just like we've mentioned in re- recent podcasts, Veronica is. It, that's why I'm so aware that I'm not so much of a um. That I may not be as thorough sometimes because Veronica is extremely thorough. <laughs> a lot of times I be trying to kind of like you know try to coax my wife forward. Yeah, I do get stuck in things because like I'm just not pleased with it. And I keep mm-hmm. working on it, and it'll take me forever to do something that other people would have done quickly. Yeah. Or I even like, like with this making bar meeting we just had, agonize over the thing. <laughs> <laughs> every every time, every time. Like anytime I have a uh, bar meeting coming up, I'm the president of, of the making bar association, so it's like I kind of am the the main person responsible for putting on the meetings and running them. So anytime one is coming up, Sean's like. What's going on, Veronica? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Because mm-hmm. you, you're stressed and you're upset, and it's like she's sighing all the time. <laughs> <sighs> Every time she's kind of sighing, and and just you know, I don't know, you know, our our home environment. A lot of times it'd be, I mean, of course, a lot of it's because of our kids, just kind of like putting throwing stuff everywhere. But you know, it's like I guess because Veronica gets so focused on whatever kind of stuff is like, you know, the home, the home be kind of like whatever, and. He's saying they'd be messy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And um, you know, I can just kinda tell that I can I can see the stress on my wife. And just like she's very much fixed it, staying up late all the time, you know, and I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, and you know, I'll be you know, it's it's interesting because Veronica is I always have called her a very, very capable person. Veronica's extremely intelligent. And I don't just say that because she's my wife, she is. She is, you know, and, um, you know, but a lot of times she kind of like may not be as confident in some of the things that she's thought about, which I didn't even really realize that, um, that she kind of dealt with that sometimes until, you know, after we got married or maybe sometime while we were dating, I don't know, but it was very interesting to me. It's like, man, this very intelligent lady. It's kind of like doubting herself. Now, I'm not saying that we need to be, you know, prideful and all that stuff, but it just was very interesting to me because for me, you know, it's like I just was happy just that she noticed me, you know, just a little old <laughs> Sean, you know, she's all intelligent and everything. And she kind of let this little guy kind of, you know, take her out to eat and all that kind of stuff, you know. But yeah, so like I know that a lot of that kind of self doubt will be going on and, you know, I just kind of be kind of incredulous, like, you you got it, man. You got it. You know, just, you know, just 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 roll with it. You got it. Just be yourself and 
and you know just do what you do trust me because it's like i've been watching you be yourself all this time it's like <laughs> oh that's all you gotta do mm. you know but um it's just very interesting to see from the outside yeah yeah and it's from the inside i'm like what do people see but um i don't know thank god mm-hmm. thank god yeah so so since you asked me the question about what could I do? What could I do to improve? And do? That's not even like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I guess you know, turn it back on you. In the and of course, I want to hear from you. But even partially because I want to see what kind of things you're thinking about to even kind of help me more. So kind of think about, I guess, what you mean and what other kind of things I can think. Because sometimes when you're working on your own thing, at least for me, it's kind of hard to see immediately ways to improve unless I have time to step back and kind of look at it for a while. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess when I think about myself, the thing that I'm working on right now is getting my law practice, my law business up and running. And I mean, not up and running, it's up and running. (laughs) It's doing its own thing, but I guess not even letting it run, you know, and I'm running behind it, but really like taking the helm and creating a profitable, sustainable law business. So that's like what I've been working on. And I guess the reason why it's kind of a challenge for me, and I probably, there are probably some other things I could be more challenged in, but it's a challenge for me because I started this thing thinking I'm going to have a part-time law practice and, you know, just kind of be more of a, kind of stay at home wife and mom and homeschool the kids. And I just kind of had a very small perspective, you know, bringing a little cash and just whatever. Like that's, that's the kind of mindset I had for a long time. And, but it's like, I didn't quite feel like happy with that, but it's just kind of where I was. And in the recent months, I'm just like, First of all, like clients just keep coming, and I, anytime I try to turn the faucet down, people still come, and I'm just like, okay, these people want me to work, do work for them. And then, like, just seeing the big picture, like, now it's like the vision is like big. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. like, if I really do this thing, this is what could happen. This is the impact it could have. And so now I'm like being forced to be more disciplined in how I use my time and how I use my resources. And being strategic and, and actually, like, making sure that the everything's in place, like, from the very base of the foundation on up. And so I guess my challenge, it, the way I'm challenging myself is to, like, really build something that brings in decent revenues and actually employs people and runs, like, a real business where I'm not required hundred percent of the time. So that's kind of, I guess my challenge in a way, but it's, I feel like there's even something more in there. Like there's something more in there that I can't really pinpoint, but, um, I guess that's what I kind of see is my big challenge right now is figuring out how to do that and make sure all the other pieces are in place for the family. And, um, and not burning myself out at the same time. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the challenge. But it's, it's not even the kind of challenge I had in mind when I asked the question. Like, I really was trying to think, like, how how can we 
kick ourselves in the pants in a sense. You know, thinking about the friend that we were talking about earlier um, when we were in, when I was in New York, mm-hmm. had a friend who um, that stayed in his like women's place where it's dorms. like a like it was like a dorm really. Like everybody had their own rooms. But you didn't have a bathroom or a kitchen or anything. You just had a bed and a desk. That was it. You walk in there, there's a bed and a desk, and you paid $1,000 a month. It was a great place. I loved it. You had two meals a day. You had security. Um, you know, it was in New York, so $1,000 a month was good for a place to stay. And it was clean. You didn't have to clean it yourself. You had housekeeping. I mean, it was just good. Um and I met a whole lot of wonderful women who now I know I don't keep in touch with them. Who knows what so many of them are doing these days. But mm-hmm. one of the women I met, she was from Chad. She's from Chad and um, she was an attorney as well. And um, like she just, just lives her life. Like the reason why she came up in our conversation today is because I, I um, touched base with her again via Facebook. We ran across each other. I think, um, we both had different last names, so mm-hmm. probably couldn't find each other before. But um, it just looked like she just continued on that path, got a, another degree or two and traveling all these countries and just got a new business and accomplishing all these things from what I can see on social media and on like the internet. Like She actually has like a ton of followers on Instagram. And like when I think about her and all the things that she's accomplished, just even remember when we were in New York, like she was always like, "All right, today we're gonna go and do this, we're gonna do that." Like she, she always had an agenda. You're going, you know, stuff that I didn't. I was just in New York working. <laughs> That's all I was doing. She's like, "We're crossing the Brooklyn Bridge today, and we're gonna visit this church today. We're gonna go to the East Side of Harlem, and we're gonna go." To, I mean, we always had these places to go and things. Like when she went to a place. She didn't just go. Like, she went to devour the place, savor everything that was there, and really experience it. Like, it's just, I think she just has this tenacity for life that I wasn't used to. Like, I was just, like, I'm in New York. I'm doing good. If I walk, if I get out, if I go out the house on a Saturday and go beyond a couple of blocks, I was doing good. But she's like, they got this festival today, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I guess I'm talking, saying all of this because I just feel like sometimes it's easy to get caught in this like routine of life where you're just kind of going through the motions and checking off the boxes. But like, kind of like, I just kind of see myself jumping like a boxer, getting myself up, you know, kind of, what do you call it when you kind of bouncing in place? Got you. Bouncing in place? Yeah, you know. You, I'm you, saying. I guess uh, what you call it. Uh, guess, yeah, yeah, just bouncing in place, kind of doing the little feet thing, footwork, and side to side, back, you know, just kind of ramping myself up and really like saying, let's go with life. Let's go for it. Let's not just be like, all right, today's another day, but let's say, what can we do today? What are we going to do today? What are we going to accomplish today? Like, I just got to get that, that fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. It kind of makes you think about some of our other conversations or whatever. Even I think the last podcast we yeah. recorded, you know, not, you know, I'm I'm naturally a very routine kind of person and who kind of gets in flows and stuff, which, of course, there's good to that. But I just kind of realize, you know, even more so myself, how much I need that. 
I know that folks like you yearn for it because it's kind of like that's just kind of like who you are. You you are an adventurous kind of person. In my heart, <laughs> I want to be adventurous in in body, but it's like I I tend to go the safe route. But on the inside of me, I want to be adventurous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I uh, I'm just I'm typically programmed. To just, I guess, do safe route, but just also just kind of like, just do, I don't know, just do the right stuff, do the right stuff. But I've just kind of more so been feeling a little restless about that myself because for the longest time, I've just had these certain kind of inklings and urgings on the inside of me to do, I, I guess, these desires for other things in life, other things that I want for myself and my family that you know places where we haven't gotten but yet the desire still remains in me as strong as ever and i think about this stuff every single day and i thought about this stuff almost every day probably for the past decade or so you know and um after you think about stuff like that for a long long time it's like Either either you gonna act on this stuff or you just not. You need to just kind of like either find some sort of way to delete this stuff out your brain, or you need to do something about this stuff. Cause you know you just still have that yearning and it just kind of like burns on the inside of you. And um, I mean I agree, I agree. Like in the whole concept of like need you know finding something that's just gonna like push you, just where you have to. I guess where you take a risk, where you sink or swim or <laughs> or whatever, you know, it kind of it's a little challenging to think about things like that, a little bit more challenging whenever you have kids. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's like well, I definitely get that because, I mean, I feel it all the time, just wanting to protect the children, make sure they have everything they need. But then what do we teach them? about yeah. life when we take the safe route all the time we teach them play it safe don't do anything that rocks the boat too much don't you know don't 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 do anything you might get hurt you might lose your money you might um get your feelings hurt like don't don't do those things because we we didn't do it you don't need to do it just take the safe route and like the people who really change the world or make a difference people we read about none of them took the safe route we don't know we don't read and there's nobody who has any interesting history who were like you know they got a job and they worked there for 30 years and they went to work every day at the at on time and got home got off you know at the time they're supposed to get off and they paid their mortgage they paid off their house you know it's just like i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but it's the people who put themselves out there or took a risk or threw it all, to, you know, put all their savings toward a dream or something. It's those people who we read about mm-hmm. and we're like, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you made me think as you were saying that stuff, it's like a very personal example came into my mind. Like my parents, mm. you know, um, shout out to my, my mom and my dad, man, you know, some some soldiers man good gracious <laughs> i just thinking about i guess why i'm even down here and making anyway and i had found out more recently within the past couple of years that 
Well, my dad, he actually, at some point, you know, so I'm, I'm more so like, I grew up in South Carolina, <clears throat> first five years of my life. And and my dad, at some point, he, um, I guess he went to get another job. But he had to leave the job that he was at and then go to this school that was not guaranteed that he would actually get the position after he had been to that school. But him and my mom, of course, us little kids didn't understand, but him and my mom just kind of agreed. My mom was like, go for it. Go for it. You know, I'll hold it down here on the on the home front. You go off to school a few states away, you know, and just do what you need to do and, and try to make it. And I guess if it didn't work out, then they would have figured something else out. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. And so then we ended up moving from South Carolina to here. And, um, it's just kind of amazing to me. It's a, you know, it's a faith move. My dad was like, God, I got to do something different so that I can mm-hmm. give my family something better. And, um, cause you know, my dad worked a whole lot back then. And well, I'm making nothing. Right. Exactly. What making anything, you know, even with a college degree. So he was like, no, no. So he was like, I got to take some big steps. Let me try this. And, and he, he, um, you know, he was, you know, away at this school for, quite a while, a few months, mm-hmm. and then he, he made it. So that the rest is history, and that's why we're down here. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when you say that, or when I even when I say this here, it's kind of like, come on, man. Come on, man. You, you're right. The people, the people who really be, you know, like movers and shakers, not that it's about just kind of trying to be this big influential or whatever, or have your name known. But a lot of times people who really kind of like people, people who you end up knowing about, you know, whether or not they're actually like world famous and stuff like that, they take non-typical routes. They don't do necessarily the predictable stuff or whatever. And it's not even because they're trying to necessarily be famous and all. It's because they feel that they need to be doing these things. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I might ignore some of those inclinations of my own heart that could push me out into like more of what, you know, God created me to do, you know, because it's just kind of like playing it safe and then just kind of always keeping the stuff in the back of my mind. Like this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting just thinking about when you said your parents and their story. I think about my parents, you know, they were in Louisiana and, um, where the part of Louisiana they were, there was no jobs. There was no, there was no financial opportunity there. But they moved from Louisiana to Georgia because they heard that, you know, was, Atlanta was the place to be. You know, they had jobs and they had opportunities, and they came and they went. They moved here. And I was born here in Georgia. And, you know, it's like it might seem like, oh, well, you know, we just kind of had a normal life from there. But, like, they – they what kind of life would we have had if we stayed, stayed in, Louisiana. in Louisiana? Like it would have been different. Yeah, it would have been so different. And so, you know, they took that chance and that risk. And so, I think it's kind of interesting because they don't they they kind of discourage us from doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, just get you a good job and you know do this and that. But if you talk about quitting and leaving and moving across the country to do something they're gonna be having all kinds of warnings and 
encourages, you know, you might not want to do that, but it's like they did it. That's the only way for them to change their situation was to do something drastic. Mm-hmm. And so I think that sometimes it's easy for us in the kind of lives we have to feel like, well, this is good. It's no reason to really change anything. But if you feel in your spirit, like, okay, I'm just kind of not feeling like if we ever get to a place in our spirits where we just like surviving, then we need to change something because God put something in us that's more than just surviving, more than just doing the normal thing. Like there is something in us for each of us. Like this, the book I talked about last week, um, what makes the great great. He's like, there's greatness inside of every one of us. God put that seed of greatness in everybody. And it's just a matter of if you're going to plant that seed and water it and nurture it and let it grow. You could just let that seed lay dormant in the seed cellar. Or you could plant in some fertile soil and take that thing somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that we have to have that mindset. Like, okay, I'm going to push myself to do something that perhaps I would have never considered doing. Because I want to put myself in a position where I'm actually like living more vibrantly. Yeah. And living more true to living more true to to who you know or I say at least feel very strongly that you're supposed to be anyway. Cause again, it's like I know that this stuff some of the different inclinations I have in my heart I felt for a very long time. It's like that part of me that always kind of feels and knows that eventually I'm going to have to do something with this. I'm going to have to try something out. But when, you know, but when, but when, but when, but when, but when it just nags and nags and nags, you know, and um, I don't know. It's like, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy who just played it safe, didn't challenge myself and, just go ahead and go for it, you know, because I was scared or um, I don't know, maybe because I had my faith more so in a lot of the other things that we t- tend to put our faith in, you know. Yeah, things that like, I keep thinking sometimes where, with this, you know, pandemic and everything, like a lot of people are very cautious about doing anything that's real drastic because it's like, you don't want to put yourself in a precarious position when we're in the midst of a pandemic and a recession and all that stuff. But then think about it. We're in the midst of a pandemic and a recession and all that stuff. What kind of security we think we got? (laughs) You ain't got no security. It's a pandemic. It's a recession. You just just baby glad to buy a fire G yet. That's the only thing. It's not mm-hmm. like we really got a whole lot of security in these things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like you can either choose your place of of discomfort or let somebody else choose it for you. Mm-hmm. But there's really not as much security as we think we have. It's mm-hmm. a pandemic. It's a recession. Anything could happen. Yeah, that's right. Anything could happen. So what is the point of like us holding so carefully on to these like security blankets that somebody else is the one laying it on us. They could put it on us or take it off of us. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we gotta, we gotta allow ourselves to dream big and to go for it. I mean, yeah, you gotta be careful in this and that, but I, I really believe that, that we have something in us 
And I'm not saying it like we're special. I think everybody has this in a in a way if they activate it, but something in you that is not gonna let yourself die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if you you might get to an uncomfortable place, but are you really gonna starve? Are you really gonna lose everything? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I I feel like people who end up in those positions usually are ones who are a little more reckless and not as like cautious about the decisions they're making. But I don't know. I could be wrong. But I, I just I just have this faith and this belief that um everything will work out. <laughs> Maybe it's naive, but mm-hmm. I truly believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you uh, you know we already have have in our mind that we have. We got to take care of our families and stuff like that. It's not it's not just simply about going out there and just kind of trying to just, you know, um, satisfy all your desires or some stuff like that. Like you say, in some sort of reckless kind of way, it's about still providing, but it's about showing your family, excuse me, showing your family something different. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Giving a good example to your kids of like how to live. Mm hmm. How to suck everything out of this life that there is instead of just taking what it gives you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, not saying that you got to do something crazy like leave your job or um, move across the country or anything like that, but I just think that if we all kind of look in our daily lives at things we can do to challenge ourselves to not just, even if it's like losing weight, like somebody could say, I'm going to really lose weight this time, and I'm going to challenge myself to do it. I'm not going to take the easy way. I'm not going to take the comfortable way. I'm going to put myself in a, a position where I got to change. Right. I have to change. I have no choice but to. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think this is probably a good place for us to wrap up. But um, so, like... How are we going to challenge ourselves? Like, what what's something I think for everybody listening, I would love to see what's something that you are going to do to challenge yourself mm-hmm. to start saying, okay, I'm going to go a little bit above and beyond what I'm normally inclined to do. Mm-hmm. Let us know, y'all, on social media. Oh, yeah, don't forget to share it, too. Instagram at Pursuing Wholeness Podcast. We will have more posts up there soon. We will. All right. Pursuing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 